0: 2023 hybrid and in-person, oh sorry, is it still hybrid? In-person and virtual meeting of the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. My name is Ben Maliman, I'm the Commission President. We will start with announcements. Actually, before we start with announcements, I just want to, um, we'll talk about it later, but I want to dedicate this uh, commission hearing, which I know is not much of a thing, but uh, to the memory of Hecklina, good friend of many of ours. Uh, Now we will have announcements.
1: We would like to start the meeting with the land acknowledgement. We, the San Francisco Entertainment Commission, acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatish Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatish Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all people who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish community, and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall, room 416, broadcast live on SFGov TV and available to view on Zoom or listen to by calling 1-669-900-6833 using meeting ID 899 899- We welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. There will be an opportunity for general public comment at the beginning of the meeting, and there will be an opportunity to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to three minutes. For those attending remotely, the commission will hear up to 20 minutes of remote public comment total for each agenda item. Because of the 20 minute time limit, it is possible that not every person in the queue will have an opportunity to provide remote public comment remote public comment from people who have received an accommodation due to disability will not count towards the 20 minute limit Public comment will be taken both in person or remotely by video or call in. For each item, the commission will take a public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those attending in person, please fill out a speaker card located at the side table or podium. Come up to the podium during public comment, state your name, any affiliations, and then your comment. You will have three minutes. Once finished, please hand your speaker card to the commission staff behind the podium. If using Zoom platform to speak, select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. If calling by phone dials star 9 to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. When you are asked to speak, you unmute yourself by hitting star 6. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. If, you've also view, you, if you are also viewing the meeting on TV, be sure to mute it before speaking during public comment. Alternatively, while we recommend that you use Zoom audio or a telephone for public comment, you may submit a written public comment through the chat function on Zoom. Please note that commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during public comment. Thank you to TV and Media Services for sharing this meeting with the public.
0: Thank you. Commission Secretary, let's do a roll call.
1: President Blyman. Here. Vice President Camino. Here. Uh, Commissioner Perez. Here. Commissioner Torres. Here. And Commissioner uh, Falzon is excused while Commissioner Thomas is running a little bit late, I believe. (laughs) Oh, you're here. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Commissioner Thomas. Here. Here on time, thank you so much. I snuck in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Great,
0: thank you. The next agenda item is general public comment. These are for items that are not listed on the agenda.
1: hmm
2: the, um, the oh, they
1: got it it er- It should be reflected. Hold on.
3: Let's see. I don't know. Well, this is a Zoom. It's... Mm-hmm. It's on Zoom, but it should be...
1: I guess I'll do that.
2: There you go. You okay. Hi, um Michael Petralis. Um Intimidating me. That said, um, as you see on the overhead, um, here is a um, text that was sent from Ben Blyman to um, Supervisor Mandelman. Uh, This was um, during a meeting where I was here, and Ben was complaining that the sign I was holding uh, that said, Raphael, uh, Raphael to public, drop dead. Um, as you can see, Ben says I misspelled his name. Um, so uh, let's come back to me, please. Um, from so I have brought a sign uh, that says, Lyman to public, drop dead. Um, you need to come back to me. As I know, minute. one second. Please stop the, please stop the timer. <sighs> Here we go. I would like my 20 seconds returned, please.
1: It was 5 seconds, but I will give you some time. Let's see. Go ahead, I paused it. Will you give me my
2: extra 20 seconds? It seconds wasn't 20. Because of a tech um, problem. It wasn't 20 seconds. I'm
1: going to give you 10 seconds extra.
2: I've the 20 seconds because of the tech problem. <laughs>
1: right. I I don't know how to make it go, but I'm going to let well, it go well, and then I'll give you 20 seconds after.
2: Unacceptable. It clearly shows you do not respect the public. Now, um, you all are volunteers. You're taking time out of your day to come here, and I'm asking you to respect the public. And um, I also want this committee, especially Te- Stephen Torres, to schedule on the agenda, save the seats, save the Castro Theater. Stephen, you are a bartender. You know very well the detrimental effect that we are having because APE is not showing movies at the Castro Theater. Yet this commission is not talking about the Castro Theater and the nightlife that it is harming. That really needs to change. Um, this committee could do a lot to help reduce the trauma in the gay community because no movies are being shown at the Castro Theater. And in my last 30 seconds, I want to tell Ben Lyman that a complaint has been accepted at the ABC because in one of your texts, you talked about sneaking in a, um, a liquor license. They will be investigating whether you have adequately followed the law. Thank you very much. Oh, um, I have a speaker card. I hope you will spell my name correctly in the record. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I hope that we can get that fixed next time for um, no tech troubles. All
0: right, is there any more general public comment? Me, from are we still doing online?
1: Yes, we are still doing them online, and there are no more public comments for this item.
0: Got it. The next agenda item is number three approval of minutes for the March 21st, 2023 Commission hearing. Uh, do we have a motion to approve the minutes? So moved. Second. Is there any public comment on our meeting minutes?
1: Uh, there are no more public comments for this item.
0: All right, then we can have a vote.
1: President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? <coughs> Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner
0: Torres? Aye. Our minutes are approved. The next agenda item is number four, which is a report from Executive Director Wyland.
4: <coughs> Thank you, President Blyman. Good evening, commissioners. Happy Tuesday. Um, I have a few updates for you this evening. I will start with some announcements. Uh, First of all, I wanted to just share an event that's coming up soon that should be on our radar for all of our nightlife and entertainment workers in San Francisco, including both businesses and potential employees. So next Wednesday, April 12th, OEWD and the Office of Small Business will be hosting their second annual hospitality and small business job fair at the Ferry Building. The job fair is a free opportunity for employers and job seekers to connect and help advance our city's economic recovery. Um, And although the deadline for businesses to request a booth has passed, job seekers can register on OEWD's website. We've also shared a link to this event in our latest newsletter and it's in our social channels. I uh, wanted to also let you all know of something very fun that occurred yesterday. Uh, senior analyst Dylan Rice, President Lyman, and Commissioner Thomas were all together shooting some raw footage that will be used for an overdose prevention training video that the Entertainment Commission will be promoting as a part of our harm reduction advocacy efforts. Um It might take a little more than 30 seconds. Uh, Sheriff,
0: let's get the sheriff back here.
4: Let me me speed it up. All right. So uh, as you're all well aware, unfortunately, fentanyl is the leading driver of drug overdose deaths here in in, in San Francisco, in the United States, as well as in San Francisco. Even a small amount of fentanyl can be fatal, and people who use drugs may be unintentionally exposed to it. Fentanyl can be found in other street drugs such as heroin, cocaine, press pills, and methamphetamines. Uh, So produced in partnership with DPH, SFGovTV, thank you so much, and drag queen Cochina Rude, this training video will first give nightlife workers and patrons a basic understanding of how to use Narcan nasal spray to reverse a fentanyl overdose and save someone's life. Um, And also, too, it will help you to uh, understand how to use fentanyl's test strips to test drugs for the presence of fentanyl. So we plan to release this video in the coming weeks as a part of our campaign. We also plan to show it at the upcoming summit on June 5th. So again, just special thanks to Commissioner Thomas for her advocacy and all of this work and thought partnership. I know this video is an important first step in our larger vision uh, for a nightlife industry that's fully resourced and well-positioned to prevent overdoses and save lives, so thank you. And thanks to Dylan for project managing this. That's a really big win for us. And thank you to President Blyman for playing a supporting role. yesterday starring, starring role I was married or was the oh starring role wow okay big deal um <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't I'm pretty sure there was a drag queen there which uh, yeah they used me to set like the baseline and yeah they have a exactly. fantastic drag queen come in and
4: Perfect. Uh, Final update is just around legislation. So on March 21st, Supervisor Peskin introduced an ordinance amending the police code to change from 10 to 11 p.m., the time at which a limited live performance permit in the Polk Street NCD uh, would conclude. So that's a fancy way of essentially saying there are only three zoning districts left in the entire city that still limit limited live performance permits to ending at 10, THIS WOULD REMOVE ONE OF THOSE ZONING DISTRICTS FROM THE THREE. Uh, SO IT'S CURRENTLY UNDER A 30-DAY RULE um, AND I JUST WANTED TO BRING THIS TO YOU ALL TONIGHT AND CHANGE UP MY DIRECTOR'S REPORT ITEM TO MAKE IT SO THAT YOU CAN TAKE um, AN ACTION HERE IF YOU LIKE AND DIRECT STAFF uh, TO ESSENTIALLY um, SEND ALONG Comment that supports this item to the clerk of the board. I would suggest that you do it's kind of a a Slam dunk in our opinion as staff to continue to release some of these barriers for our accessory use permits in the city Um, just for information's sake The only two other remaining areas will be, one, the North Beach NCD, and then there's an area in the marina that's not a a specified zoning district. Um, So just wanted to see if you would like to support that, and I can send over general comments.
0: So just to be clear, the question is whether or not we support amending tonight's hearing to add it, or in the next No,
4: all you would need to do is send uh, as direct staff, to send your support for this legislation.
0: And is this a voting item that we would do?
4: I think you should vote, yeah.
0: And we can do this just by directing that to happen?
4: Yeah, so you, you would make a motion.
0: Um, I own bar with a limited live music permit directly in that district, oh, so you should I think refrain. I sh- I'm gonna recuse myself. Sounds good.
4: Conversation, yeah. Smart, thank you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you want to uh, make a motion? You want yeah. me to make a motion?
6: <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Okay, so I guess I'm chairing. <laughs> Is, a
4: minute. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. yeah. If anyone like, would like to make a motion to support the legislation, it's just basic comments that will be sent to the Board of Supervisors.
5: Yes, I would like to make a motion that, as the Entertainment Commission, we support this uh, legislation to expand the limited live permits to 11 and direct uh, commission staff to make our views known.
7: Perfect. On Second.
6: Okay, can we take public comment on this item? Okay, to the left, to the right? Nope, no on comment. the on the, the Zoomy. Nope. <laughs> no, okay. All right, public comment is now closed. Can we have a vote please? Vice President Camino. Aye. (laughs) Um, Now I'm all mixed
1: up. Okay. (laughs) Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres?
3: Aye. Great.
6: Okay. The motion has passed. All right. We're going to bring Blyman back in the room.
3: Back. (coughs) I should have left. I'm
0: sorry.
4: Yeah. No, you're fine
0: um and is that the end of your report or do you have more that there? is that's it right there i, I just a shout out to dylan rice uh i was there for much of the morning yesterday and if you're ever doing a, a complicated video shoot i highly recommend it. producer rice he had he was <laughs> he like had everything down to what color socks everybody had to wear so, very wow. thorough so well done dylan
5: and big shout out to SFGov TV. It was nice to actually meet some of them in person and see their faces. Um, and they did a great job with managing all of it. And Eileen Loughran from the Department of Public Health was our uh, fantastic content expert um, talking about overdose. So, And of course, Cochina Rude, the one and only Narcan Queen.
3: Very cool. All
0: right. Is there any further comments for Director Weiland? Questions?
3: just uh thanks to um commissioner thomas and um and uh dylan and uh cochina and everyone that was involved with the video on um on narcan because that's uh just such a huge hugely important issue for our community and also for the notice about the job fair i think that that's really important right now
0: is there any public comment on this agenda item
1: no comments on this item
0: all right we'll close public comment and we can move on to number five which is a report from deputy director azevedo
8: thanks president blyman good evening commissioners we've received 34 311 complaints since our last hearing which was just two weeks ago and i have a quick update for you about two businesses that are not and not listed on the enforcement report Um, but as always please feel free to ask me any questions if you have them um so THE FIRST UPDATE IS ABOUT GESTALT, SO AT OUR HEARING ON DECEMBER 20th, 2022, WE HAD AN AGENDA ITEM FOR DISCUSSION AND POSSIBLE ACTION TO AMEND THE PERMIT CONDITIONS OF LIMITED LIFE PERFORMANCE PERMIT EC-1601 DBA GESTALT AT 3159 16th STREET REGARDING ONGOING ENFORCEMENT ACTIONS AT THE BUSINESS. AS YOU MAY RECALL, THE OWNER OF THE BUSINESS DIDN'T SHOW UP TO THE HEARING AND INSTEAD THE MANAGER CAME TO SPEAK ON BEHALF OF THE BUSINESS. At that hearing, you all voted to amend Gestalt's LLP permit condition, so they were only limited to hosting entertainment on Friday and Saturday nights until 10 p.m. only, and they could not, they cannot host entertainment Sunday through Thursdays. Um, So since then, we've only received one 311 complaint about Gestalt, and due to the complaint coming in on an early Monday morning, we weren't able to substantiate its validity. However, the business was in compliance when we followed up during an inspector's next scheduled shift. The owner has reached out to me, expressing his desire to host entertainment during the week, stating it's when they get the most business. So I bring this (laughs) up tonight to get direction from you all on how to proceed. Would you like to bring the owner back before the commission for the possibility of reconditioning their LLP permit to allow for more days of entertainment? Um, After I'm done reading through the memo, I'll take your direction for next steps. And my other update for you tonight is about Imperial Palace at 818 Washington Street. They hold a POE permit from us, so at our last hearing I advised you that the business had been hosting after hours parties and we had issued them two citations for the unpermitted events. I had also explained that um, I had learned that the business was under different ownership than what we had on file, noting that the previous owner had sold the business to his sister and everything was kept under the same corporate entity name and business account number um, and I was working on getting the new owner to submit a change in ownership application. So since that update, Um, or excuse me, after that update, the commissioners that were present that night had asked for the new owner to come into hearing when they submitted the change in ownership application. And I wanted to bring this back to your attention to advise that since our last hearing I have received payment for both citations they paid the amendment fee for the change in ownership and the updated application is now current on their file Um, and since the citations were issued I've had a few calls with the owner's son he's who manages the business explaining that they cannot host the after hours party and they're not in a zoning district that allows for extended hours premises permit And further, the city attorney's office has issued warning letters to the property owners and the business owner about the ramifications of having unpermitted events. So I feel like the manager and owner have been made very, very clear of the rules and will only be operating under their POE permit conditions moving forward. So our updated suggestion is that we should proceed administratively with the permit holder and that they do not need to come back before the commission for their change in ownership. Um, But please advise if you'd like to discuss this further.
0: comments on either of these I can tell you I'm, I'm feeling about both of them I um, Gestalt right up until you know the end of the, of 2022 was kind of an open revolt against the rules or for lack of a better word term um, so i'm I'm not sure that I personally have seen enough of a track record of compliance to personally um, entertain the idea of bringing them back in. Um, I don't know when, how long that would be, but I think for me at least six months of compliance seems to be reasonable considering to me what seemed to be uh, really blatant, beyond blatant disregard for the rules, but that's kind of where, I, where I'm coming from. So, and then for Imperial Palace, I'm, I'm uh, personally, it seems like the, the recommendation on moving administratively is completely reasonable to me at this point
3: i just had a clarifying question in regards to gestalt um i remember that the employee that came in to speak before us referred to an ownership change and something along those do we have any update on what happened with that
8: (laughs) that it hasn't happened
3: okay Mm -hmm. all right so okay yeah, I'm inclined to agree with President Blyman then in regard to them.
0: Other comments? Anybody? Okay.
8: So I can let the owner of Gestalt know at six months we can, um, he can. Uh, that would us. be my my
0: okay. recommendation is say, you know, please, you know, we want to, you know, president and the, the, the commission seems to have a consensus that after six months we'd cool. be willing to entertain the idea. I keep using that word, it's confusing. (laughs) I would be willing to have them back or consider having them back.
8: Okay, I'll let them know.
0: Any public comment on this agenda item?
1: No public comment on this item.
0: Okay, we'll close public comment and we'll move on to number uh, six, which is hearing and possible action regarding applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the entertainment commission. Uh, I believe we have one item on the consent agenda.
8: That's right. We have one limited live performance on consent tonight for indoor entertainment at 540 Rogues, which is located at 540 Clement Street. Um, EC staff have already set an internal sound limit for the premises. There were no opposition or uh, SFPD recommended recommended conditions. So the staff recommendation is for y'all to just vote to approve the consent agenda with the staff recommendations listed below.
0: I move the consent calendar. Second. Is there any public comment on the consent calendar?
1: No public comments on this item. All right, we can vote. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres?
3: Aye.
0: All right, congratulations wherever you are. Uh, Please follow up with our staff at your earliest convenience. Or as soon as possible. Uh, Next, we have one item on the regular agenda or two? Two. Two. So we'll start with the first.
8: Cool. First permit on our regular agenda tonight is for a POE permit amendment to include outdoor amplified sound and outdoor entertainment for Chambers Eat and Drink located at 601 Eddy Street. Chambers has been hosting outdoor events for decades, but when they obtained a POE permit in 2011, it was just for indoor entertainment as the outdoor activity wasn't under our purview at that time. They have held a jam permit since 2021, and they are now applying to formalize their outdoor entertainment and amplified sound under their existing POE permit. The reason they are on regular agenda versus consent tonight is because their jam permit has specific daily six-hour increments for their programming. But under this POE permit amendment, they are requesting to have the flexibility to host outdoor entertainment and or amplified sound between the hours of 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., so as not to exceed a maximum of six hours per day. And while their jam permit had a condition about outdoor sound levels, EC staff will be going out to set a definitive A and C weighted limit in accordance with MPC 1060.16 for their POE permit once their next series of outdoor programming begins later this month. The applicant conducted extensive outreach by sending out a letter notifying both their commercial and residential neighbors of the amendment, as well as posting to their neighborhood's next door page, which is generally geared towards residents. Um, i just wanted to let you know that as of 2 p.m today we had not received any opposition for the permit Um, but as you may recall when chambers was limited to using our one-time event permits to host their outdoor sound there was a neighbor who sometimes complained about their sound Uh, this neighbor reached out this afternoon asking that we return to our pre-jam permit arrangements for regulating chambers outdoor sound to include that they uh, only be limited to two events per month only on the weekends and that they need to end by 6 p.m. on Sundays. So that letter is included in your file tonight for your consideration. Um, Otherwise, there was no opposition for the permit and Tenderloin Station didn't have any added conditions. And here to speak to you this evening is owner, Isabel Manchester.
9: Hi everyone. Um, My name is Isabel Manchester and I'm the managing partner of both the Phoenix Hotel and Chambers Eat and Drink. So um, for those of you who don't know, the Phoenix Hotel has been here since 1987 um, when my partner Chip Conley, he bought the hotel. He's the original owner of the Joie de Ville boutique hotels. And he bought the hotel and decided it would be a perfect place for traveling bands and their buses. And that was his very first boutique hotel. And since then, that's been 36 years, we've been um, home to lots of traveling artists and bands and have been hosting musical events in the courtyard since then. I became a partner in 2010. And we opened Chambers Eat and Drink, the restaurant that is still there at the Phoenix Hotel today. We um, are primarily a hotel and a restaurant, and that's where our indoor music permit uh, originally started. Because we have this amazing courtyard, we found ourselves to be home to all, all these amazing events. We host um, corporate events and galas and fundraisers. We do an annual uh, fundraiser for, with, in tandem with the TNDC. We raised over $5 million for the children of the Tenderloin. And we also have special programming in the summers, as she was mentioning, mentioning where we bring in um, sort of high, kind of highly rated national uh, artists. And we generally do do that programming on Sundays from 1 to 6. And it's occasionally throughout just summer months. And let's see. We have been doing this for 12 years, so we are really familiar with the good neighbor policy. We um, uh, we do have one neighbor who we really try to, to communicate very well with about these events. Um, we are also a, ho- a hotel, and so it's really important to us that we are ensuring that our hotel guests have quiet enjoyment, so we're very careful about our programming in our courtyard.
0: Questions?
8: They might ask
4: questions?
7: Hello. Hi. Thanks for coming. Sure. Welcome. Um, I, I see the letter from this one neighbor yep. who has um, had some issues. And did you get a chance to speak with this particular neighbor?
9: Many times. Okay. Many, many,
7: many times over the past 12 years. All right. And what will be your policy if there's a, a complaint from not particularly this neighbor, but any potential neighbor that might have an issue with the noise? What's the policy to address those in real time?
9: So at, at all of our neighbors, um, everyone has our phone number. Everybody on uh, has all the phone numbers for anybody on property. If there is a complaint, we always encourage them to call in, and we can try to address whatever complaints that there are. We work very closely with the with the entertainment commissioner, with the entertainment commission, and have every year with our sound. Um, uh, volume levels that we're allowed to have. I know that we've had one that has been here, there for uh, ever, and we do have somebody coming in again for the next event to make sure that that's still in compliant. We always work within those parameters. We have um, sound technicians on site for every event to make sure that we never go past those. Um, f- for this neighbor in particular, we actually uh, give him an update. We try to give him an update it- at least once a month for every single event that we have upcoming. Sometimes one or two fall through because we'll have a rain date and we forget to let him know, but we really do a really good job of trying to keep him up to date as to what our events are.
7: And with regards to your speakers, are you able to position them so they're not directly facing this particular neighbor?
9: We have, have over the years, we have tried a lot of different ways of, um, we add different, we've added more speakers so that the sound is, it doesn't just shoot in one way. So we've added a lot of speakers. And this, um, the the sound text that we have on property now uh, know how to really work the sound volumes. They know things that I don't understand, the EQs and the bases et cetera, to make sure that it, it, it um, lowers the impact that it has on this one particular neighbor.
6: Thank you.
7: Sure.
6: I just want to say the Phoenix Hotel is a legacy organization in the Tenderloin, and I'm glad to see that you guys are still operating. I know also that during the pandemic, you guys opened your doors to house um, um, young women and families. And um, yeah, I fully support this and, If we're ready to take a motion, I'd like to. Thank
9: you.
3: I would just like to add my support. The Phoenix Hotel is, I I agree, is a a legacy business. Um, It provides an anchor in the Tenderloin. It's uh, also provided a space for... Um, many community events especially LGBTQ events of course the transgender cultural district is one block over and I've always appreciated your dedication to supporting the community I also actually was a uh, um, a waiter at the backflip when when Chambers was the backflip. so so one of the first places I worked at in San Francisco
0: I just want to give you kudos for not leading with What's happened in your neighborhood since the pandemic started, and I, I think that's that shows a lot of integrity because I I spent a lot of time around there, and uh, it 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 I can't imagine that you know the the rise of the fentanyl crisis and the the all of the issues that we've had that have been exasperated by the that were exasperated by the the pandemic uh didn't affect your business in really really tough ways and so um i want to acknowledge that thank you so that you don't have to and i appreciate that uh that that you you didn't try to use that as a sob story but i'll do it for you i can't imagine <laughs> it must have been so hard even as even on that specific area outside of your yeah. hotel it could be absolutely packed with individuals who yeah. are or uh, not necessarily encouraging customers to come into your space. So no,
9: it's a little bit of a struggle.
0: Thank you. Um, I guess we've been doing. You can have a seat. I think. Okay. Any more questions? We're good. Comments. Uh, so I guess we will. Or does anybody want a motion? Did you do I do that after the motions usually. Really? Well, so we we did that once, and then I, in a book I read about running board meetings, it says you should just stay consistent. So now we're gonna, yeah, I did, right when I started. Somebody gave me one.
6: Um, I'd like to uh, move to approve with staff recommendations. Second.
0: All right, is there any public comment on this agenda item?
6: There are no public comments on this item.
0: All right, we can vote.
1: President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Comino. Aye. Uh, Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres?
0: Aye. All right, congratulations, and just follow up with uh, Caitlin and Maggie at your earliest convenience. Thank you for coming in. Uh, Next.
8: The final permit on our agenda this evening is for a place of entertainment permit for Music City Hotel located at 1353 Bush Street. This is a unique business which houses multiple recording studios, a hotel, karaoke rooms, and soon there will be a music venue all inside one premises. The applicant is applying for the POE permit for their karaoke rooms and their music venue, which is slated to open in the next few months. They have four karaoke rooms, and the entertainment in their new venue will consist of musical performances such as bands, DJs, and the possibility of comedy X. EC staff will set a sound limit in accordance with MPC Article 29 once the installation of their sound system is complete. The applicant sent out a letter to their residential and commercial neighbors, all of which are included in your file. There was no opposition for this permit, and SFPD Northern Station um, did not have any added conditions. So here to speak with you this evening is the entertainment director, April Lacey, and director of operations, Alvi Adams.
0: April and Alvy, I'm going to bring you in shortly to be seen and heard on zoom.
10: And
11: meet myself. Hello Commission. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My name is April. I'm the entertainment director at Music City. Um, We've done a lot of extensive outreach in the community um, and gotten a great response about Music City uh, bringing Music City SF to the district. Currently, uh, we have a pitch deck here that Alvi would like to show you. And if you could have Alvi share his screen, we can run through um, some of the aspects here of Music City.
10: Perfect. Thank you so much, April. Let me do a quick screen share and put it on a slideshow. Thank you again for everybody. Um, so this is just showing a little bit of the front of our building. Um, it's a historic building built in 1907. Um, and this shows a little bit about what's on each floor. So we have our hotel and hostel on the top two floors, along with the bar, uh, venue, and restaurant at the bush level. Um, and then you see three floors that are all dedicated to rehearsal spaces um, for our local musicians, including the basement, um, and then on the first and second floor as well. Um gives a little bit more of a breakdown. We have, um, starting on the left-hand side, we have our basement. Um, the purple rooms are going to be our different um, rehearsal spaces. The striped rooms are actually of- Uh, private event spaces um, for um, any sort of events for community members or private events or corporate events Um, in the middle we have the towards the front in the gold we have our main music venue with uh, two bars and you'll see some studios throughout that floor um, along with uh, karaoke rooms in the back in orange And then on the right-hand side, we have our mezzanine, which has a ton of different studios around, um, along with our um, karaoke rooms in the back. So we're building 23 new rehearsal studios that are fully backlined for um, all of our musicians. There's zero hourly um, rehearsal studios in San Francisco right now, so there's a huge need in the community. Um, we're also providing live streaming, along with um, recording out of all of these rehearsal spaces. And a little bit about um, the venue itself is on the main venue. We have around 153 people. Um, This is, and then we also have the three basement venues, which are 35 people um, and two of those and 60 people in one of our larger um, event spaces. And we are really looking forward to bringing some entertainment to um, the neighborhood, which is, um, seems to be in big need um, as well. So, um, but that's kind of all that we're doing, and we're really excited to to be opening uh, this summer, um, ho- hopefully in July.
0: Questions?
7: Hello. I'm sorry. I, ca- I did not catch your name.
10: My name is Alvi.
7: Alvi. Hi, Alvi. Um, You mentioned you did an extensive neighborhood outreach. Can you just kind of give us a review or a summary of some of the results from that outreach, please?
11: Yeah, I think April would be best to answer that for you. Yeah, I could actually comment on that. I I was the one who did the outreach. Um, So along with the extensive outreach that I did, I'm also a board member with the Lower Pope Neighbors um, and the Lower Pope CBD. So I did a lot of outreach through um, both of those organizations as well. Um, But I reached out to Allianz Francais, who is one of our neighbors, who we've worked with actually providing music programming in the past. We have a great relationship with them. Um, Also with OnLock, same thing, the senior center, we've provided music at that senior center, so we have an existing relationship. Uh, Fong and Chan Architects, uh, 3D Bike Fit. And this is all on uh, on Bush Street within a few block radius from us, from Music City. Um, The First Congressional Church, we reached out to Tammy Groves, the minister there, who we have an existing relationship with. And her response was that she was glad to hear from me and she's excited to see about the progress of uh, opening Music City. Um, We also reached out to Terrace Apartments, um, nobody got back to me there. Um, the SFMTA Polk Garage, we made them aware that we're going to be opening in the summer. Um, nobody got back to me there. Um, we reached out to the Harcourt Resident Hotel, um, spoke to them briefly, and I sent over the information, but nobody responded. Um, also, Reading Elementary, we have an existing relationship there. They're aware of uh, Music City. Um In addition to that we reached out to 1299 bush street uh, the management company there jackson fuller real estate Um, a lot of these people we reached out to with the property management companies did not respond Um, we reached out to mercy housing um, and then um, we have the existing music city hotel where my co-worker is the manager brian davey Um, and we reached through brian we reached out to the uh long-term tenants that we have staying at the property so that they know that this is all under development but that was that was it as far as our outreach
7: well that sounds a lot thank you (laughs) (laughs) that is very extensive
11: (laughs) yeah thank you
7: all right with regards to your karaoke rooms do you have windows on the doors already
10: we do awesome
7: all right just want to check i think that's required right
10: IT IS REQUIRED. AWESOME. OKAY. THANK YOU. OF COURSE. THANK YOU FOR YOUR QUESTION. MORE QUESTIONS.
5: THIS IS COMMISSIONER THOMAS. Um, JUST A REQUEST uh, THAT YOU AS YOU GET YOUR STAFF HIRED UP THAT YOU uh, INCLUDE TRAINING ON um, OVERDOSE RECOGNITION AND RESPONSE. AS YOU MAY HAVE HEARD EARLIER WE'RE IN THE PROCESS OF DEVELOPING A TRAINING VIDEO and are going to be uh moving forward are going to be asking um our uh permit holders to ensure that their staff are able to respond to an overdose given the um scope of the public health crisis right now so i just wanted to 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 say that we would love to have you train your staff uh in how to identify an overdose and respond to it
10: Absolutely, we have no problem with that, and would and think that's a great idea. Anything we can do to help? Thank you. Of course.
3: Uh, I just uh, this is uh, Commissioner Torres. I just um, also had a question about staff. Can you speak a little bit to the composition of your staff? Bartenders, sound techs, that kind of security, that kind of thing. How many um, are they local?
10: We are gonna. We don't have all of them hired at the moment, but uh, we are planning on doing as best we can to hire within the community, especially the Lower Polk neighborhood. Um, but that's something that we um, all, we definitely want to try to do is to help the neighborhood first and to get um, anyone that we can to to work with within the neighborhood. Um, when it comes to security, we are going through all the protocols there um we're for every uh, 100 people in the building we're going to have a security person we plan on having two on the weekends and and one on the weekdays um and then if we need more for any special events we'll definitely do that um but we plan on using um definitely um different um local sound people we have a connection through um just all the different music organizations that we have already worked with so plan on using as many People locally as we possibly can.
3: Thank you. I, I would just encourage you to reach out to community stakeholder groups in the area, um, especially Lower Polk. There's lots of vulnerable communities with people that could use um, the work. And, um, and, you know, there's a, uh, the Transgender Cultural District is nearby, um, and there's other groups that can help uh, distribute information about your hiring.
10: Definitely, I, we we would definitely love to use those resources.
3: Absolutely,
11: thank you. Uh,
0: can you? I've I've heard about this coming for a long time. Can I? I actually think I toured it once, like years ago. Can you give some sense of how long this project's been in the works?
10: Yeah. Um, so the project has been going on. For over 10 years, um, our owner, Rudy Colombini, which couldn't be here today, um, I'm representing him along with April Lacey, has had some hardships. He's um, putting in all of his own money into this project. It's um, his legacy project. He's a a musician himself in San Francisco and has been his whole life. So this is something he wants to give back to the community of musicians that, um, especially with arts and culture, leaving the city, unfortunately, we'd like to do something to bring it back. Um, unfortunately, he had um, a brain aneurysm, and that stopped the project at one point. And also, we've had trouble with the financial crisis, two thousand eight, and the pandemic as well, which is why it took so long to get to where we have, to where we are now. But um, everything is moving forward, and have plans to open this summer.
0: Great. I don't have any further questions. Anybody else? All right. Comments. Motions?
5: I move approval with staff conditions.
6: I second.
0: All right, is there any public comment on this item?
1: Uh, No public comment on this item.
0: Okay, we'll close public comment and we can entertain votes.
1: President Blyman?
0: Aye.
1: Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres?
0: Aye. All right, one step closer, Music City.
11: Thank Thank you so much. (laughs) Appreciate it.
0: All right, I believe that's the last item before Commissioner comments and questions. I am correct. Uh, So number seven, Commissioner comments and questions. Who wants to lead us off?
3: I have a couple. Um, it's too bad we've lost some of our public participation because my first uh, announcement is actually from the Castro Cultural District on behalf of the uh, Friends of the Castro Theater Coalition of stakeholders. They are kicking off um, the first of their film sing along film series, um, Castro and Exile programming at the Roxy Theater uh, with Greece, a sing along Greece, um, this Friday. Um, I think it might be sold out already, but look for more. Um, There's uh, probably going to be some pride programming as well. Um, And then there is, uh, I did have a question um, that I would, if I may, ask um, staff to look into, and I can assist with in, in doing, if you need anything from me. I, as, as, um, it was referenced earlier this evening. I am a uh, bartender. I work at Twin Peaks Tavern in the Castro. Um, the, uh, one of the things that has changed um, since we had to get our lead certif- recertification earlier, um, well, it was extended, but every bartender and security guard has, um, has to do this now. And um, one of the things that's changed in terms of identification is the bona fide Component of that and how it's been narrowed, and so uh, things that are that had been previous. Uh, so, for example, um, for visitors to San Francisco, um, they're o- we're only allowed to accept passports, and so this kind of this can provide a little bit of an obstacle um, to visitors to the city um, if they're not adequately prepared to carry their passport with them. Um, another item that is Listed as not being bona fide is um, the uh, U.S. government immigrant identification card. So, if someone has not applied for the California ID, which thankfully in our state you can do so um, uh, as an immigrant, but the uh, or um, it's not always it's not as widely available in other states. So, I just uh, I was wondering maybe if we could look into this. And although the Alcoholic beverage control is, you know, is a different uh, entity. Um, perhaps we might look into somehow distributing information and better education on to allow visitors to know what they do have to carry, so it makes things more easy for nightlife workers who have to to check these this kind of identification.
4: Hey, sorry. Um, No, it's okay. Um, Yeah, I think that that's a great idea. We should chat about different ideas I have around that because we could certainly talk to ABC. I'm also thinking SF Travel.
3: Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's just from, it's two components here, right? One is an equity um, component um, for folks that are just not carrying whatever ID they think they need. Mm -hmm. And then also just from a nightlife worker's perspective, it just, it's, uh, especially for those of us that that work in establishments that don't have a security presence at the door, checking ID is just part of the job, and it slows things down considerably when you're trying to explain to someone who may not be an English speaker or so on and so forth, or even if they are, that they need this additional form of identification, so... Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah. That's a really good point to raise. I think we should definitely chat more about it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I imagine our president's
5: probably going to say something about Heclina, so I, I can, won't, but, um, I do want to, uh, make sure folks know about the drag up fight back March and rally this, uh, coming weekend. It's going to be saturday april 8th uh, we'll start at 11 a.m with a rally here at san francisco city hall uh, at 12 a march to union square and at twelve forty-five, a show in union square i think you know um, the drag community has been such an incredible backbone of entertainment and nightlife uh, since the since the beginning um and it is you know currently under attack it's sort of i think hard for some of us in san francisco to wrap our head around why uh anyone would be going after drag queens knowing everything that they bring to us and to our nightlife and entertainment and just to um our social and political life in a place like san francisco but that is the reality now both drag queens and trans and gender diverse individuals are very much under attack so i encourage folks if they're able to uh to show up um for the march and rally and again it's this saturday april 8th starting at 11 at a rally at san francisco city hall thank you
0: um so i did want to talk a little bit about heckliness so um you know i think we've all heard the news but it came as quite a shock yesterday kind of out of the blue that our friend, Heklina, had passed away in London. Um, and so I met Hecklina in 2011, I believe, at a bar that I had called Rebel. And uh, she and Darcy started the um, the Sex in the City live shows at Rebel. And uh, they were an instant runaway success um, to the point where we had to beat back bachelorette parties at the door to keep them out. Um <laughs> And uh, we became very quick friends, and um, uh, she officiated the wed- my wedding with my wife and me in 2012. Um, we worked together um, a little bit. I helped a little bit, a tiny, tiny bit at Oasis to help set up the bar and get their program right. And I've known her ever since. Uh, then, uh, even during the pandemic, I became a kind of a de facto. Um, a booking agent for drag queen bingo shows, corporate shows, and I would just book in uh, Hecklina via Zoom and we just split the money. It was amazing um, to all these corporate groups. And just, she was just one of the most amazing people I've met in the city of San Francisco. Um, and what struck me most about her was just how gracious her spirit was and how full of love and life she was. Um, she never lost her even as her prominence rose and rose and rose, and she was already a legend by the time I had met her, but um, as her prominence rose and she became kind of like one of the icons of San Francisco drag community and our community as a nightlife community as a whole, uh, you know, she never lost who she was. She was incredibly down-to-earth and gracious. She was one of those people that when she talked to anyone, they felt like they were the, the only person um, which is just such a gift and, and she was so serious about it and it was, she was so funny and she was so raunchy and she just never lost that side of her, even right up to, uh, from what I hear this weekend's hosting that she did and before, you know, it was, you know, she never apologized and she wasn't afraid to, to say what, what a lot of people were always thinking. And she was just willing to say it. Uh, her heart was just amazing. And, um, The other thing that I think you can't mention without talking about Haklina is uh, you maybe didn't realize, but just how much of a professional she was. like So well-prepared, so quick on her feet, and so truly a host or hostess of the situation she was in. And I'm sure it it seemed effortless, but I I know that behind the scenes, the amount of work that was spent to, to hone that craft and really truly make it something amazing. My, uh, we go to see Golden Girls every year, as many people do, and uh, my wife started watching all the episodes of Golden Girls from beginning to end, literally every episode in a row, uh, which I highly recommend, by the way. It's an amazing <laughs> show. And uh, she kept saying, you have no idea how much Hecklina nails Dorothy, the character. Um. And you think she's just kind of impersonating Dorothy, but when you actually watch the show, you realize there's an incredible amount of work that went behind that. And I know that Heklina changed San Francisco for the better. She was truly representative of, of almost everything I love about this city. It's a place where people can come to be themselves and are celebrated for it rather than shamed or told, called horrible names or, t- you know, all the things that happen outside of San Francisco that we're just so blessed to have. And I'll, I'll always remember her, and she certainly changed me. So here's to Heclina and uh, I uh I guess she's going to be sorely missed. Any comments public?
1: No public comments uh for this item.
0: All right. In that case we can adjourn the meeting at 6:27 p.m. Thank you.